Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. You're standing there and then all of a sudden this pop-up comes in by asking if you have questions. A lot of you may not how to understand that. You may identify with that and then if they come out and they tell me. Okay, and then this one is very important, not understanding what the company or law firm does. So when you're interviewing with a law firm, they need to understand that you've taken time to learn about them. It shows you care about your job and your career, and you need to be interested in whatever the company or law firm does. The interviewer has taken time out of their day to speak with you, and the least you can do is to, to basically understand what, the, what they do, and you have to. I've hired some of my worst hires, by the way, when people do this very well. Some of the, my worst hires, I have been conned, not necessarily conned, but blinded by people that have come in to interview with me. I hired one guy for a type of role, meaning you go to BCG, this is all he did. You go to BCG and you get, you're standing there and then all of a sudden this pop-up comes up and I don't even think it's worded very well. I need to fix it. But pop-up comes up saying, hey, sign up for alerts or give us your resume. This is all the guy was hired to do. That particular task, by the way took him two or three months. I mean, it's something that should take a day. But so I'm just telling you how bad this guy was. And but the point is that he came in the interview and he was interviewing for a tech position. And he suddenly said, I've talked, I love your company. I read your articles. This is one of my favorite articles where you talk about this and do this. And and I was like, wow, this guy's incredible. He's he loves me. And so I didn't, and he loves our company. He's He's got all these great ideas. And so I hired him and he was a horrible hire. And but the point is, if you learned enough about the interviewer and you've learned enough about the, the, the company, then that's really good. Now, I want to be clear because I've made this mistake when I was younger. You don't drop all that information right away, just regurgitating stuff you may have learned. If something comes up about that where you can bring it up in a good, nice way, then, then that's awesome. Or you can say... I knew about you, this particular attorney, before I ever interviewed here because I read the story about you or I saw this. And I thought that's a way to, but you need to be very careful. You don't need to regurgitate stuff, but you need to show that you understand it. And you need to make sure that you frame the reasons they are interested in the company or firm around those things. Uh, this is the worst thing. And so, again, research every employer, understand what they do, have a good understanding, talk to people. Uh, about the employer before you go in, if you can, meaning the alumni, anybody, and do whatever you can to understand the employer and hopefully the people you're speaking with as well, if you receive their names, and then and then frame that in a way that they're perfect for what you do and for what you understand. By the way, uh, I just want to talk a little bit about the skill because this is a very important skill. And all this stuff, by the way, if you are listening well and you're learning all this stuff today, this is, again, this is not anything you will find on BCG right now because this article is very important. But the point is that if you understand this stuff, you are going to just, and the stuff to follow, going to really do really well in your interviews because these are all the reasons people don't get jobs. So just understanding the employer very well, not asking obvious questions, perhaps talking to people that have worked there before, all that sort of thing, or having some way to understand the, the kind of work that they do. But my point too by this is this one skill is something that the best attorneys that get business and become, I know one attorney in LA who's got a guaranteed base salary of $7 million a year because he's got a lot of business 
these are the kind, this is the kind of money you can make if you are able to generate a lot of business. These people make it every year for decades in some cases. Think about that. But my point is about this is these kind of people that get these large books of business, the way they do it is they go out and before they interview with companies or before they talk to people they want to do business with, they have an understanding of the business. They learn about the business. They they know what the issues are. They say that they've got experience doing the kind of work for this company or whatever it is. So this is what the very best people do. And it's to get business. And if you learn the skill early with interviewing and you make the interviewer feel like someone that is a client and you and you understand them, that's very good. Okay, this is another one that a lot of people do. And honestly, I made this mistake in an interview once. I was interviewing with a, this is in my second year of law school. I had interviewed with a couple of, I think a lot of interviews, but the first few four or five firms I interviewed with, I was similarly rejected just right away. And so I went into this interview with this Philadelphia law firm and they said, how are your interviews going? And I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. I've already had five interviews and I got rejected from each of them. I really need a job. I don't know what to do. And, and that of course was a very good way to get rejected. And that got me rejected very quickly. I did want to just bring up one quick point too about understanding the company and what it does, because this just reminded me of the law firm. And I'm sorry to backtrack a little, but one of the one of the jobs I got and my from my summer position was I had gone into an interview, and the the employer was had the person interviewing me had gone to a law school called Fordham in New York, which is a great law school. But he, it was not the type of law school that everyone in the firm that he went to had gone to. He was probably the only person. And I got in there and uh, he said something about, here I am. I certainly never went to a school like this and interviewing kids and excited about it. And so I knew what law school I went to. And I talked about Fordham and how uh, my best friend had gone there. It was part of this Catholic consortium and all this stuff. And the guy just beamed and liked me and hired me or I got a job. So if stuff about people, when you go in, you have every way of making them feel good. And, and that's important. Back to the desperation. I've seen people crying in interviews. I've, so I, I've had people tell me that if I don't hire them, they're close to living on the streets. I couldn't believe this when it happened. And it was for someone just as a Desk, working in the front desk in an office. I've said people just talking all sorts about their financial problems and they really need the job or they need work. And, and so you need to be uh, very careful about that. It talks about your stability, reliability, and all that sort of stuff. And so I'm not saying you know that you're not entitled to have these kind of issues, but employers don't care about any of this. They don't care about you. They don't care about your financial situation. They don't care about your job search situation. All they care about is if you can do the work. And so you need to be confident and you need to show the employer why they need you and not the other way around. You don't want to need them. You don't want to make them feel obligated. Uh, You want to be able to sell yourself. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not gonna find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. 
That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. If you're going in to try to pitch a client, you don't say, we're going to go out of business if we don't get this job. Just think how, or this is, we haven't been able to get any business doing this, but we're really trying our hardest and we really want to get work doing this. That's something you need to do. You need to be able to sell yourself. If you appear desperate or anything, the employer is going to be turned off. So you need to basically just think about it going out on dates. No one likes me. I haven't had any luck with women. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. This is, I feel like I've given up on dating. This is my last, all these sorts of things are not going to be something that you would want to hear if someone was doing that with you. And then another one is the, not too many of these left, but not asking questions. Most employers will end by asking if you have questions. A lot of times people will say, no, I don't have any questions, but thanks for asking. I think you pretty much answered everything I wanted to know. And what do you say then? You say, I feel like I have a good understanding of this place, someplace I really would like to work. I really appreciate the opportunity to interview here. I really hope that we have the opportunity to speak further. Not, no, I don't know. Or if you have an asked question, you can always ask things like, what, what could I do to really get, get off to a good start? What would make me look the best to everyone here in the first, the first 30 to 90 days? Something, asking questions like that. You make people, or you say, you know, what, what would you see my typical day be like? And what could I do to help you that people might not always think about doing like things that make them feel good about themselves. So just that alone, by the way, could get you a job if you understand how to ask those questions. And if you don't have any questions, the employer is simply going to believe that you're not that serious, or if they say they've answered anything, or I'm not going to take any more of your time. So you can make a statement about how much you'd like the firm or how impressed you are or whatever, but you need to say something. And, and many times, if you don't have any questions, the employer will not think you're enthusiastic. So again, like people, and this is very important to understand. So people, when you go into an interview, want to feel like you like them and you're enthusiastic. I tell the stories, another story I tell all the time, but it's important. When I was in, when I was young, I went to pick out a dog. There was like 15 of these little Britney Spaniels barking around. One of them ran up to me and started cuddling and everything like that. That's the dog I picked. When I met my first wife, she walked up to me in a bar and said, you're the only guy in the law school that's never tried to talk to me, which, you know, but I've, you're the only one I wanted to talk to or something. That That's a pretty good way to start things off. So if, if people think you like them, and then they're going to be much more likely to want to work with you or want to hire you. So you need to look with the right questions will look like you're a really good candidate for the position. And then these are other things that people do. They appear nervous or anxious. Sometimes nervousness is actually okay when you say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just really excited to be here. But but nervous or anxious isn't good. Some people get extremely nervous. They'll start sweating. They'll look, they'll have breathing problems. I've seen that. And again, you need to basically imagine that you are a attorney meeting with a big client, trying to get the business from them. If you appear nervous and don't have the confidence, then that's going to hurt you. 
You definitely don't want to do that. I just thought of a funny story. I used to, when I had this asphalt business, when I was uh, growing up, I, I hired uh, salespeople to work for me. And, and th- they, these two salesmen once gone, went out on a call and they were trying to get work from a big, trying to get the, I don't know, paving asphalt job from, I don't know, big bowling alley or something, which would have been a lot of money. And one of them, the other one told me that one of them took out like a little thing of whiskey and drank a whole bottle before he went in to try to pitch the business saying, this is my liquid courage or something to steady my nerves. Some people, uh, it's very funny, but you need to look very competent. You don't want to send the wrong message. You don't want to make uh, the employer worry for someone that they couldn't put in front of clients and you're interviewing to be a representative and uh, and need to be cool. So what do you do if you appear nervous or anxious? You figure out how to solve it. You, I don't know what the ways are. There's, there's breathing exercises, there's all sorts of things, uh, but you need to, you need to be very careful about appearing nervous or anxious when you go in. Uh, People don't like that. This is another thing that a ton of people do is they lie or exaggerate. If you're an attorney to major firm, uh, a lot of times people will lie or exaggerate about certain things. So they will, they may say that they've done different types of things that they haven't done and say they have, they'll, they'll exaggerate things. And a lot of times they will get caught. So I was interviewing once for a law firm position of a corporate position at a law firm. This is one in New York and it was, it was a, it was a big firm and I went into an interview and uh, they asked me something about what kind of summer experience I had. And I said, well, I was involved in some due diligence. And I just was saying all these terms. And then, and then the partner, or it was actually an associate interview me said, what kind of due diligence were you involved in? Actually, I didn't even know what due diligence meant. I was told I was doing that. But anyway, I didn't know. And so that was pretty bad. I exaggerated or because or I, I didn't really know what the part of the work I was doing was due diligence. I had another thing that was very funny that happened. This is just another quick thing. I have a, a relative on my father's side that was the attorney general of Hawaii and still living there after his career. And so I was interviewing uh, as a law student with a Hawaii firm, and they were actually filming the interview because obviously they didn't want to do a callback. And uh, they were filming the interview, and and I said, I have a relative that was the attorney general. And they said, what is his name? And I didn't know. Because it's not someone that I, it was my, I don't know, my grandmother's sister's son or something. And so that, that wasn't good. And you should never exaggerate your experience. You don't have to talk and you don't need the experience for any job. Anybody that likes you, if you do a good job in your interviews, will hire you based on your whatever, by liking you, not because you've done due diligence or because you've done one thing. Almost every thing you do as an attorney, you if someone likes you, they know you can learn on the job. So you don't need to ever lie or exaggerate. You just basically, if you're honest, that's good. People will like you more if you're honest and you say, I haven't done this, but I'm excited to, than if you say you've done it and act like you're very confident in it. That's just not something that you need to do. And again, I just want to stress, I've said this before, but your first uh, five years uh, or so in a law firm are all training. So it's fine not to know how to do something. There are partners in the largest American law firms that have never done a trial and are litigators. There are tons of them. It's not even like a lot. It's not even like 
a few percentage points. It's probably a, a lot. So it's, I would say, more than 10% of them haven't. Maybe 20 at some point, maybe 30. You don't have to ever lie or exaggerate. You just need to act like you're a good learner. And then this is another one that people do. They go into interviews and, and there's just a few more of these. And I know this has been a little bit of a long webinar, but it's all very important. Not trying to interview, identify with the interviewer company during an interview. What all, all law firms and interviewers want to see is that they're going to be comfortable. So what would you do if you were interviewing people? You would want to hire people. Let's see what's going on here. I'm just trying to see something. Yeah. If you were an interviewer, you would want to hire people that you identify with that, that could be, you could see being your friends or you would be comfortable working with. This is why firms tend to be all one type of, they tend to have people that are very similar. I've, I've seen firms where the people are all the same religion or the same, have similar backgrounds. And so you need to be careful about that. And you want, again, you want to make sure the people identify with you and see you as a peer or someone that they like. And, and so that doesn't mean you have to be a certain race or a certain sex or a certain religion, but it does mean that you need to identify with them and be likable and not someone that they can see as adverse. So law firms will hire people they feel comfortable with compared to those that they see they might not get along with. You need to really try to connect with the interviewer however you can. And I don't know, I've talked somewhat today about talking, talking about things that make the person feel good about themselves by all those sorts of things. But connecting with people is very important. There are certain people that are able to connect with people and they listen to them. They 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 use their name when they talk. They they steer the conversation away from employer uncomfortable topics. They they make the person feel like in a way that they identify with them. An interesting story about Henry Kissinger. He just rose to these incredible heights by got networked with presidents and presidents of countries and all these important people when he was very young. And he had an ability to go up to anyone and make them feel that they liked them a lot and make them feel like they wanted to, without him asking, introduce him to important people. And so the best people are able to identify and be likable. And you don't have to do that naturally. There's, you can, again, you, there's Dale Carnegie, like how to win friends and influence people. Warren Buffett said that's the most influential class he ever took and had a little certificate of it behind his behind his desk, I think, where he said it was the best $5 or whenever he took it, the $10 you ever spent. So you have to learn how to identify and connect with other people. And you may not have a, you may not do that naturally. You may, you may not have to understand that. You may identify with, people that are athletes like you or people that are come from a certain Southern background. I don't know, but uh, you need to be able to identify uh, with certain types of people uh, and, and everyone. And there are people that can do that and you need to learn how to do that. Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. You need to, and a lot of times, the most important thing you can do 
is you can just try to think positive thoughts about people. There are people, and just so you understand, the statistics are interesting. About one third of the people that meet you will like you. About the other one third uh, won't care. And about the other one third will just take a look at you and they'll reach conclusions about you based on uh, whatever, who knows, and they won't like you. So uh, those are the odds you're against, uh, up against, and everyone is. Uh, but there are people probably, that's the average person, who have much higher uh, conversion rates. More people, uh, most people like them. And so you have to figure out what they're doing, and you have to think positively of people. Like, my dad tells me the story, and he was in the, and again, I've told the story a lot, but I think it's very important. He was in the CIA, and he was meeting with his handler in a doctor's office where he would go in and pretend like he had a doctor's appointment and then he would be assigned a random room in this doctor's office and then and then meet with his handler it was funny but he was talking negatively about someone that he was supposed to be ingratiating himself with and spying on and the handler who was very experienced said you should never think of this stuff otherwise you'll show it so you never want to think negative thoughts about your interviewer or anything you want to come across as someone that identifies with them and then other times, this is another big one, is employers will ask you where else you're interviewing, what other types of interviews are you doing, all that sort of thing, or who else are you talking about, talking to, or you may answer that question improperly. And you need to be very careful about bringing up other law firms and companies you're interviewing with. It shows the employer that you may not be their first choice, and it gives the employer reasons to potentially dislike you. So a lot of employers don't like people from competing firms. Other things happen, for example, sometimes they'll say, oh, I'm interviewing for a federal clerkship and that's not good. Or I'm interviewing for this public interest job, that's not good. Or I'm interviewing for this in-house job, that's not good. Um, employers need to believe that you wanna work in a law firm and that's it. They don't wanna think that you're gonna leave and go do a clerkship because most people leave and go to clerkship, apply to other firms because they think they get a better job and then they go to work there. Uh, employers don't want to, um, you know, believe that any of this stuff, they don't want to, but you don't want to talk about this. You just, you have to be very careful about talking about where you're interviewing. I had a very interesting experience when I was applying for jobs in Los Angeles. I was coming out from Michigan and talking to these different firms. And, and uh, I interviewed with a very small firm. They asked me where else I was interviewing. And I started talking about all these big firms like Latham and Watkins and things. And immediately the guy's just his face just changed his associate. He's like, we only want people that want to work in firms like this. And why would you apply to work with us? And so that destroyed the interview. It was actually would have been a great place to work. So you need to be very careful about talking where else you're interviewing. If you bring up a much less prestigious firm, they're going to think uh, that you're desperate for the job and they're not going to like that. If you bring up something far more prestigious, they're going to believe that you're the second choice. So you need to be uh, very careful about that. So showing that you may be interested in a less prestigious place, showing that you're interested in a more prestigious place, showing that you're interviewing with places in a different practice setting is not going to hurt you. You have to be very careful about how you answer that question. And you basically need to say, I'm looking at other opportunities, but or this is the only opportunity that I'm really taking seriously because I like it for this reason, or just I'm trying to look at different places, but most of the places I've interviewed, you have to be very careful. You don't need to tell them everywhere you're interviewing. If it's a peer firm, you need to tell them that. And then if they come out and they tell why you're bad, they're better and stuff, which is a good thing, then, then, you, then, then you need to be very careful. When I was interviewing with Quinn, for example, I remember they 
he asked me where else was I interviewing? And I said, the only I only brought up one firm because I knew it was a peer firm because they had all these people that had done clerkships and gone to great schools. And I told them the firm's a long resistance. I'm interviewing with Heller Ehrman, and which is a very similar, was a very similar firm in terms of the office size. And he just said, you need to be very careful of branch offices or something because it was, and he said, that's good. You're interviewing, but you need to be careful of branch offices. So people you need, just need to be careful. And then references, it's not a big deal. Sometimes employers will ask for references. Most people, that, a lot of people that go into interviews that do very well will carry a little folder with them and they'll have references. They'll have the resume with them, which you should also have a resume always available. Sometimes you'll walk into an interview and the person won't be able to find your resume in their email or won't have been given it. And so you need to have all that uh, available and you need to have the references are available. You need to have your resume available. And, and so you should always have all of that stuff prepared. It just makes you look competent. People that bring that in, it's very, it's showing almost that you're already working for them, meaning you have gotten, you've put all that information together. You're there ready to do business. You have the stuff they need. And if you don't, that just makes you look like you're not necessarily going to be the best. So I, people that get jobs and offers that do really well, almost universally, not always, but almost universally will carry things in with them. Now, it's not, some people have so much confidence and do so well in interviews and connect so well with people just right off the bat that that becomes that they don't do it and they're fine. But uh, again, having that stuff available is important. This is another big one, cell phone, but you need to turn that thing off and put it away right away. When you go to an interview, you should not even, if you can leave it in the car, that's a good idea or leave it at home. I've had people answer their phones in the middle of an interview and uh, it's just crazy and texting during the middle or their phones ringing and turning it off. And uh, it's just not good. If you're doing that, it's a very easy way to to not get a job. I had something, it's not very funny, but I had something happen once where somebody that was working for me and I was talking about an assignment. Uh, his father was a famous actor, but he was working for me in downtown Los Angeles as a writer or something. Took a phone call from a woman that he was married, not married to, that was married, working in our office, and basically said he needed to go pretty quickly because she needed his help with something. And he's having an affair. It's just crazy. But you need to just keep your and this true story. And so you need to be really careful about your phone. You just you, you need to just get rid of that thing. You can't look at it between interviews when you're you shouldn't even be looking at it in the waiting room. You just yeah, you don't. You just put it away. You're there to talk to the firm. That's it. And um, and if you if you're distracted or you're doing this stuff, it's just it's not good. And people don't like it. This has been a long webinar, and and I think you've gotten we've given a lot of information. And if you're able to master these elements, uh, you'll do very well. Now, this is going to be put up on BCG in a short time, and then. And then the webinar will also be put up. I know this is a lot of information, but right now we'll just take a quick break for just a few minutes. And then when I come back, I'll answer questions. Again, these questions can be about anything related to this webinar or related to your career. I think this webinar today was extremely important. I think it, if you are able to look at this stuff, you will do uh, very well. Uh, I think this is the product of decades of watching what doesn't work and and all of these things if you understand them are could 
potentially change the course of your life because you will get jobs that other people don't because they make these mistakes. And just remember that each one of these mistakes, this is the final point I just want to bring up. So your job when you go into an interview is to do nothing but get the job. But And an employer, when they're interviewing you, an employer wants to hire you. That's exactly what they want. They don't want anything else but to hire you. They want to hire you because they don't have to interview other people. They can say, we found our person, we're done. We don't have to spend all this time just talking to people and going through this exercise, we're done. And they don't like having to talk to lots of people. It's not fun for them. If an attorney's billing out at $1,500 an hour and they need to spend a half hour or an hour with you, that's money that the firm is losing. That's hours that the attorney's not getting credit for or that they're losing because they're not working on their clients. So everyone wants to hire you. They want more than anything to hire you. The only way they won't hire you is if you make these mistakes that I've talked about. So you have to be very careful um, about all of this. Your job, when you go into an interview, they already know you can do the work. They're perfectly willing to, they, they want to make you an offer. They want to hire you. But at each stage of the game, you're making mistakes. And so those mistakes mean you have all these landmines. I don't I probably should not draw it, but it's like this, like you're going through and there's all these landmines. All you need to do is avoid them and you will do well. But most people that go into interviews, especially nowadays, make these mistakes. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com.